I want to talk about a question that you babes have had a lot since this series has started, since the house series has started. And something that a lot of you have been messaging is that you say, well, I have an empty house. I don't have any planets in this house. So does that mean this house isn't important? And absolutely not. Empty houses are very important. I don't even like the term empty houses. I've also heard them called barren houses, which is just like ridiculous because they are important. It's not that they're not important because there aren't planets there. It's just you have to delineate it a different way. It's not as outright or in the open. To find the meaning of an empty house, which I am going to try to come up with a better term for that. I just haven't yet, but we'll just call it empty house for now. So to find what an empty house means, you look to the ruler of that house for the meaning, the significance of that house. In my chart, my sixth house is empty. I actually have a couple that are, but I'm going to use the sixth house as my example. So Pisces is the ruler of my sixth house, which that actually makes Jupiter because Jupiter rules Pisces. So Jupiter is the ruler of my sixth house. Well, where is the ruler? Where is Jupiter in my chart? Jupiter is in my 11th house. So the ruler of my sixth house is in the 11th. That is where I would derive meaning or significations from. So what does that mean? It means that sixth house, that would be work, employees, service to others, and then the 11th house, community, fans, or just people that you see often, big groups, things like that. It's your really big community, it's your online presence, it's big friendships, big groups. So for me, having the ruler of the sixth in the 11th would mean I'm kind of in service to my fan base. I'm in service to my community. I'm in service to uh, my friends. And that's very indicative of uh, me. It really, really is. That's what this podcast is. I am a resource for all of you babes, my community. I have an online presence where I am in service to you. I give you something, a good, a service, and that's what I do. And we are going to talk about this again when we get to the end of the episode and talk about the celebrity example for the third house. So let's get into it then. We've gone through the helm, the gate of Hades, and now we're at the third house, which in the Hellenistic tradition is known as the place of the goddess. And I'll explain the meaning of the name a little more when we get into the significations of the house itself because I feel like it'll make more sense once we see what this house signifies and what it stands for, why it would be called the place of the goddess. The moon has her joy here. The place of the goddess is very fitting and really just a lovely place for the moon to call her home. And again, once we get into the significations, we'll see how and why the moon having its joy here really jives. The third house is one that people seem to misunderstand a lot or just plain don't really know what it means or how to relate to it. I have a third house stellium and it took me a really long time to really grasp what the meaning of it was because this house encompasses quite a bit actually and some of the significations can seem really unrelated. So we'll start off with the ones that everyone seems to be familiar with first. 
their siblings, short travel, routine writing like journals or blogs, and then you have communication. And now I don't know about you, babes, but blogs and siblings definitely don't seem to be the most like matching set of significations I've ever seen. But after working with this house for a while and really trying to understand it for myself, this is what I've learned from it. For some people, this house will be really indicative of your siblings. It might show up natally, but it's likely to be seen in transits as well. So what I mean by that is, say Mars is currently transiting your third house, it's possible that you might experience tension with your siblings or have those sibling squabbles or one of your siblings might, you know, be in a small accident or they might be prone to clumsiness during this time. Anything like that could happen and it could deal with your siblings. If siblings don't have a big impact on your life or you don't have any siblings at all, then this signification just isn't for you. If you don't have siblings, then it's likely that the third house is not going to indicate siblings for you. That just, it just makes sense. The relevance to your siblings in the third house really comes down to the individual. And this is why it's so important to have personal autonomy with our charts and not just let anyone read them or to tell us what's what. You know, someone might look at my chart and say, oh, you have a third house stellium, siblings are going to be super important because of that stellium and blah, blah, blah. When in actuality, I'm technically an only child. I do have stepbrothers, but they don't play like a huge role in my life. So I really am an only child. So this whole third house stellium thing doesn't really jive (laughs) with me when it comes to siblings. So don't get too hung up on that if you aren't close with your siblings or you don't have any, because it's not the be all end all of this house. Let's move away from the sibling signification and talk about the ones I personally think have a little more weight behind them. This house is all about routine and ritual, both which help to explain the moon having her joy here and the name the place of the goddess. The third house deals with things we do on a routine basis, like going to yoga every Wednesday, grocery shopping on Sundays, or writing in a journal. It's what we surround ourselves with routinely. So we could even say that our immediate neighborhood and surrounding community is in this house. Because it truly is where you go on a routine basis. It's the roads you take to work, the hiking routes you choose. It's even the websites and online places you visit with routine frequency. I am definitely a creature of habit and uh, I've had many People in my life say, you know, you should probably switch your routine up because it would be really easy to follow you or find you. And I'm like, I know it would be, but that's what I do. That's where I go. I just, I am a creature of habit and I like having, I like being aware of my surroundings and being familiar with them. And that's definitely part of my third house stellium. Travel in the third house is limited to short trips or those you take fairly often. This won't be your big voyage or family outing. This is going to be something you do on a regular basis, like visit your grandparents once a month. It's what you do in a normal day, week, or month time span. Can you start to see why the moon would have her joy here? It's all about phases, 
Just like the phases of the moon routinely start again, we have to go through our routines that we do over and over. It's consistent and steady. The moon is reliable, and that's what this house is. It's reliable. It's knowing that every Wednesday is arm day at the gym and that it's always going to come back around. The moon would also be associated with short distance travel because she moves so fast. She zips through her phases and then she's back again. So whereas the ninth house is uh, long distance travel, and we'll talk about this, you know, when we get to the ninth house, but just for comparison, the sun has its joy in the ninth house and the sun moves rather slow compared to the moon. So it really is that dichotomy between the two where you have the sun moving slower and that's long distance trips, those big voyages. And then you have the moon in the third who does the routine travel. I go here, I go there. This is my neighborhood. I'm used to this. I understand this. Now, why would the third house be called the place of the goddess? This reaches back more towards the Hellenistic meaning, but this house definitely has to do with rituals or worship. Routine is one thing, ritual is another. When I say ritual, I'm definitely putting a more spiritual inflection towards it, as that would make sense for being the place of the goddess. Ritual in this house can indicate going to church on the same day every week, or even having your own personal rituals that you do. It could be celebrating the seasons or even the phases of the moon. You know, I, I know a lot of people make moon water during certain phases of the moon. That would be considered a ritual. People who track the moon closely are likely to have some third house placements. Maybe you aren't religious, but you still have a sacred space in your house or in nature that you like to go and visit and decompress. That would be a very third house thing having a space in your home or in your backyard or just somewhere local. It's going to be local because it's the third house. But having somewhere local that is very sacred to you and you treat it in a sacred way. You don't have to worship there per se, but when you go there, it's, it's a ritual type thing and you might, you might worship something. I don't know. Again, I'm not saying this has to just be religion, but it does have a spiritual tone to it. And also not to gloss over the tracking of the moon, but that's also a very big one here. People who are connected closely to the moon or just track it in general, it's going to be seen in this house. People with a lot of third house placements can sometimes be really active or important members in their community. This could mean running for some sort of city council position, but it could also mean just being well-known or staying in the same place for lengthy periods of time. It would be someone that likes to be familiar with their surroundings. So we've got siblings, we've got routine, ritual. Let's talk about communication and intelligence. The first house is us coming into the world. The second house is us getting our footing for the physical. And the third begins our journey towards communicating with the world around us and what we can learn from it. The third house is said to encompass our mind up until roughly the end of high school. So I would say this goes up to the age of about 18 to 20 when it comes to our learning. It's the fundamentals and the foundational learning skills that we learn early in life. And do not get this confused with your childhood in itself. That's mainly a fourth house ideal. This is truly just about your mind and foundational learning. 
I also said this house deals with communication, which I would say is another one of the big significations. So of course that means speech, but it also means writing or any way of expressing yourself to others in a communication type way. Again, the third house is introducing us to the world of language and interacting with other people through our minds, not just the physical like the second house. One last signification I want to bring up before we recap and talk about the celebrity example is dreams. Since this house has a bit of a spiritual or religious tone to it, divination and dreams can often be seen here as well. For instance, you know, my Sagittarius third house stellium, I am someone who dreams very, very consistently. And I even have a dream journal that I use just about every day. It's honestly more rare for me to not remember my dreams than to remember them. And maybe that just comes with practice, but I also think I'm predisposed to practicing and to remembering my dreams and writing them down through my natal placements and then also tracking my lunar return. That's also very much indicated by this placement. So what do we have so far? We have routines and rituals of all kinds communication and immediate community, neighborhood. We have siblings, short travels, and the routes that are often traveled. Schooling up until high school and early mental development, and then dreams and divination. So those are the main significations of this house. Now, I was trying to find someone who would show the third house well, But it's hard because the third house starts trending towards things that are a lot less public and a lot more personal. All of the houses below the horizon line, which is the ascendant slash descendant line, all of the houses that are below that are said to be more personal houses. The public sphere typically doesn't have access to that part of a person's life. And anything above the horizon line is typically out there in the open for people to see. And when you look at a lot of celebrities' birth charts, and I mean a lot of them, almost everything is above that horizon line. The 10th house is packed. The 11th house is packed. You have so much above the horizon line because their life is public. That's just how it is. Their life is out in the open for everyone to see. But I really did try to find a celebrity for this one. So let's let's just get into it and see how it goes. We'll see. For the third house celebrity example, we're going to talk about none other than Britney Spears. Britney Spears has a third house Sagittarius stellium that includes the Sun, Mercury, Uranus, and Neptune. Now, right off the bat, I think smoke and mirrors because Neptune is there. Anywhere Neptune is in your chart, that's immediately what I look at and think. Smoke and mirrors, all is not what it seems. Britney's sense of community and what's normal for her is shrouded in mystery because she's never known normal. She's never had a baseline for what a normal community or neighborhood or routine is like because she was catapulted into stardom so early in life. We even see modern day how much of her existence was an illusion with all the information coming out about her conservatorship. And this is where Uranus kind of comes into play. Together, Neptune and Uranus in the third made for a disruptive day-to-day life that was often covered up 
or portrayed to be something that it actually wasn't, which we're now kind of finding out the truth about that through this whole legal battle and everything that's been going on with her. It's not all bad, though. With the sun and Mercury there, the spotlight really never left Britney, and neither did her fans. She's always been a powerful communicator through her songs, whether people realize the message was there or not. Let's even take this a step further and talk about the empty houses. Remember, I said I was going to get back to this, and she has a great example of how an empty house doesn't mean that it's empty and doesn't mean anything. Britney has an empty 11th house. Leo rules her 11th house, and Leo is ruled by the sun. So the ruler of Britney's 11th house is actually in her third house. And this literally played out in her life as her fans creating a community and speaking out for her when she couldn't. When she was no longer in control of her own spotlight, the sun, the fans took the reins and continued speaking for her. Britney has the ability to create a strong community on a really large scale, and she always has. Even though her day-to-day life doesn't allow her much stability or reliability or a really solid routine, and it hasn't in the past either because, again, as a child, she was shuttled here and there and everywhere and catapulted into stardom, she never knew normal. But she did always have a community and a fan base that she could count on. And uh, that fan base has really been there reliably, just like the phases of the moon. And Britney herself has gone through phases. The rise and the fall, the full moon and the new moon. She has been through it all. But she's always prevailed. She's always come through. And her fans have never left her through the entire thing. Whether we're talking young Britney whether we're talking height of her career, Britney, or Britney 2007, up until now. It doesn't matter what she went through. Her fans stood by her side through all of her phases. And that, my babes, is the third house. It's not so intimidating once you really sit with it and break it down. Look at your chart and meditate with your third house and any placements or aspects within it. Ask yourself, how does it relate to me? Am I someone who values routine? Or am I someone who struggles with it? How was my experience during my formative schooling years? Was I the school mascot? And was I always excited to be at school? Did I enjoy school? Or was I just trying to get out of there as soon as possible? Or did I struggle with learning during that time? Was no one there to really support me when I needed it? And then just also think about your communication style and how you express yourself through your words, both written and spoken. Think about your relationship to your community. And if you have an empty third house, look at the ruler of that house, find out where it is, and then try to delineate meaning that way. If you find anything interesting or just come up with something cool, like a really cool delineation, send me a message on Instagram at moonmatters.astro and we can chat about it. All right, my babes, I will see you all later. 